Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your Friday Night Smackdown post-show for June 30th, 2023. I'm your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday evenings, man, wherever you may be. Smackdown. Wasn't really all that excited for Smackdown. Obviously, Money in the Bank's tomorrow night. Obviously, it's going to be a newsworthy show. Obviously, it's going to be an energetic show with a great London crowd. The London crowds are always some of my favorite parts of any WWE show all year round. I love the people of London. Uh, I will be uh, in London for AEW All In at the end of August. Hopefully I meet uh, a bunch of you fucking crazy bastards out there. Lots of drinking to be had, but not too much because I still have to keep up on my gym routine. So that's just a word of warning for all you uh, fucking pub goers out there. Smackdown tonight, man. Not a terrible show. Uh, I liked some of what we got tonight. Energetic crowd in the O2. WWE was in the O2 already. They are already set up for Money in the Bank on Saturday afternoon. I will be live immediately following the Money in the Bank pay-per-view right here on the post show, as always. 
But SmackDown, man, you know, there really wasn't much WWE could do to get me excited about Money in the Bank. I think we've kind of hit the limit on excitement for this pay-per-view. There really isn't a lot to be excited about. There's more concern than anything. And that just pertains to the men's money in the bank, women's money in the bank. Obviously, the biggest story is the bloodline civil war. Obviously, everybody's looking forward to that. It should be the main event. It will be the main event. I don't know why. I've seen some ridiculous rumor going around that Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio is going to main event the show. Why the fuck would that? Main event of pay-per-view. There's no title on the line. The feud's been basically built in two weeks. Now, now, but we're going to bypass. We're going to bypass the bloodline civil war. We're going to bypass a men's or women's money in the bank. We're going to bypass Seth Rollins, who's defending the World Heavyweight Championship, to put Cody and Dominic Mysterio in the main event. Doesn't make sense to me. Does not make sense to me whatsoever. So I don't know where that rumor started or where that rumor came from. I don't give a fuck what Michael Cole said. If WWE main events with that match tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon, they are out of their fucking mind, man, really. Seriously. That would only tell me one thing. They are absolutely desperate to get this Cody and Brock Lesnar storyline any heat and any momentum By any means necessary. That would be ridiculous. That would be ridiculous. That would be completely a Vince McMahon move. But the Bloodline Civil War, man, we got a little taste of what's going on in the O2 on Saturday afternoon tonight in the main event slot. I liked what they did. There was a complete breakdown. The Bloodline, all four of them were brawling with each other. A little taste of the tag team match. But there's one thing that actually happened on tonight's show that I hope you guys are paying attention to. Jimmy and Jay Uso, they were confronted, obviously, by Roman and Solo. And they're out there. And they're claiming to Roman that they don't want to be the tribal chief. Jimmy doesn't want to be the tribal chief. Jay doesn't want to be the tribal chief. But they would absolutely vote for someone to take Roman's spot as the tribal chief, as the head of the table. And they both looked over, two sets of eyes on Jimmy and Jey Uso, both looked over at Solo Sokoa. And Roman Reigns, hearing this from Jimmy and Jey Uso, appointing Solo Sokoa as the the guy to take the, the throne from Roman. Roman legitimately started laughing. Solo was standing there with his arms crossed as always, and as Roman is laughing, his arms begin to start becoming uncrossed. He puts his hands down. He's legitimately standing there like he usually does, and then when Roman starts laughing, he, he basically goes into this, the fuck are you laughing at type of mentality, the Solo Sokoa. Then all of a sudden, Roman Reigns looked over at Solo Sokoa and stopped laughing because he seen Solo wasn't fucking around. Now, I don't know what Roman is doing at SummerSlam. I mean, take your choice. It could legitimately be anything. I don't think anybody specifically knows 
what Roman is doing at SummerSlam. Clearly, it will be against either Solo, it will be against Jay, or it will be against all three of them in a, in a bloodline fatal four-way. I don't know. But I'm thinking we get a one-on-one match with Roman and either Solo or Roman versus Jay Uso. It's going to be a rematch with Jay Uso, I feel, more than likely, because he's the one who basically is the star of this outside Roman. This is Jay's storyline. Started with him. It's going to end with him. That's the narrative in the community. It's either going to be Solo or Jay Uso, and I'm going to go with Jay Uso. But I'm telling you this right now. Tonight, that was the seed planted. That was the seed planted. They are not going to throw that type of narrative out there. They're not going to allude to that so blatantly on WWE television if they are not already thinking that Solo is going to be the leader of the bloodline when Roman is no more. This storyline, if there's one thing that this storyline has showed you, it's that whatever they allude to, they want you to know. There's no secrets here. Everything that we've heard from Sammy to Jimmy to Roman, to Paul Heyman, everybody. There's no secrets here. They're basically telling you what their next move is. And to me, that's the next move. And I know a lot of people are still predicting Cody. I'm one of them. Cody and Roman. Cody and Roman at WrestleMania 40. I don't give a fuck. Honestly, I don't give a shit. I don't know how anybody could sit there and, and still feel Cody's the guy. Cody has cooled off so much that I don't even want him to win the world championship anymore. I'm over it. I'm over it. This this feud with Lesnar and, and this fucking, this this little pit stop with the with the Judgment Day and Dominic, I, I mean, I, I don't care. Cody, Cody is, right now, he, he's only an entrance. It's basically what he is. Whoa! That's all he is. Arms in the air or arm in the air because he's got that broken arm, Cody Rhodes, right? He's uh, doing that. He's doing Cody Cutters out there. He's doing fucking disaster kicks out there with one arm. Cody Rhodes, give me a fucking break. All he is right now is an entrance. He may be over. The fans may like him. The fans may look at him. He may, he may be selling a couple of T-shirts. But do you genuinely want to see Cody as the champion? Because on this current run, I don't want him as world champion. I don't. At all, I would absolutely choose a Jay or a Solo Sokoa to beat Roman Reigns and win the World Heavyweight Championship. Honestly. So that was a, that was a major seed planted tonight. And, and, and I guess more than likely we'll find out what Roman Reigns is doing at SummerSlam tomorrow night, which I hope is the main event because the Bloodline Civil War, I mean... You know, the, the the rumor is Roman either closes, and if he doesn't close, he opens. Same thing with Lesnar. If Lesnar's not the first thing you see on the show, he's the last thing you see on the show. He wants to be out quick. But Dominic and Cody cannot close the show tomorrow night. That would be absolutely a travesty, a disgrace, ridiculous. There's nothing behind that match. Legitimately. They needed to find a spot for Cody on the show. They didn't want to put him in the money in the bank. And they put him in a match with Dominic. And the only thing that this match serves is a Brock Lesnar appearance to set up their match at SummerSlam. That's the only reason why this match exists on the show. 
Yet you'll find some people out there advocating as to why this makes sense and why it's a good match and why it needs to happen and why Cody needs a pit stop. Whatever. I'm done with Cody. I'm over the Cody narrative. I I just don't give a shit, and I know I'm not alone in that. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. So that was the most important thing that happened on the show. The other important thing that happened on the show was the arrival of L.A. Knight. Showed up in the O2, showed up in London. He crashed the Grayson Waller effect, who had Logan Paul as his guest, did Grayson Waller. L.A. Knight came out, and that that place fucking erupted, man. That place absolutely erupted with the opening notes of his theme music. He walks out there. He's got fans chanting along with him. They got the fans in sync yelling, yeah, after everything that L.A. Knight does. He cut a great promo against Logan Paul. Logan Paul cut a very good promo against L.A. Knight, which it could be setting up what I talked about on yesterday's video. If you guys want to go check that out, you can go check that out. It's on the homepage right now. There's this creative tug of war right now with WWE Creative. WWE clearly knows the popularity of of Logan Paul, and they know the popularity of of LA Knight. There's two separate, you know, popularities here. One is a social media influencer, and the other one is fucking on TV every single week and is mega over with your audience. That's who you go with. You don't go with the social media influencer who works three times a year and is going to be handed a fucking championship match to do what with? Lose? What is he going to do with the briefcase? He's not going to do anything. But all Vince McMahon sees is dollar signs, and Vince McMahon sees the ESPN fucking piece and the Sports Illustrated piece and the Bleacher Report piece and mainstream media and all the clicks and YouTube and Twitch and fucking TikTok, whatever. Logan Paul is going to do that no matter what with what he does in the match. He doesn't need to win the match to get what you want out of him. But here you have L.A. Knight, who clearly is over. Everybody's more over overseas, but L.A. Knight is over. Here you got L.A. Knight, who should win the Money in the Bank briefcase. And like I said, you got two creative war of worlds. Vince wants Logan Paul and Triple H wants L.A. Knight. They may not get anything that they want. Triple H might not get L.A. Knight, and Vince McMahon might not get Logan Paul. For all we know, this is Damian Priest's money in the bank to win. Triple H can't get his guy. Vince McMahon ain't getting his guy. Then we get Damian Priest, who actually is a dark horse pick in this and could make a case for deserving it, probably more so than L.A. Knight and definitely more than Logan Paul. And there is a story there which could benefit Damian Priest as a singles competitor leaving Judgment Day. Either him or Balor leave Judgment Day. That remains to be seen. But there is a story there with Damian Priest winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. But right now, there's a creative war of worlds. Who's going to win? Who's going to win the men's Money in the Bank? It it should be L.A. Knight. I mean, after tonight's reaction, I don't know how the fuck you don't give that man the Money in the Bank briefcase. I don't. I mean, listen to the reaction that this man got. If he does not win, there will be a fucking riot in that building. You will kill all of the enthusiasm in that entire arena. 
You will. This is a very, very sticky situation. But I'll tell you what. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, Logan Paul needs to win it. No, we don't. Logan Paul doesn't need to win it. You go with who is there weekly. You go with somebody who is going to be there weekly. You don't go with the part-timer. All that is is an excuse because WWE is looking for all the mainstream attention that they could possibly garner from this pay-per-view. No. All that is is an excuse to bury everybody on the roster that's busting their ass to get over. What type of precedent do you set if you take that away from somebody like an L.A. Knight or like a Damian Priest or someone like a Santos Escobar, right? They're there trying their best to get over in a Vince McMahon era. And you want to take that away from them to go with somebody who absolutely nobody wants to see win this match. You would desecrate and take a shit on everybody that works their ass off to get where they are now. I don't want to see Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. I don't want to see Logan Paul win a championship right now. There is a time and a place to do that. Could he win a U.S. title, an intercontinental title? But we're talking about a world title. The two world titles are occupied right now. Roman is not losing his championship. So that's out of the question. Then you got Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is the world's heavyweight champion. We've already seen that match at WrestleMania. They are not going to put on a better match than they did at WrestleMania. So why do I want to see it again? I don't. L.A. Knight versus Seth Rollins is obviously the much more intriguing match to me. You move L.A. Knight to Monday Night Raw, I think that would be fucking fantastic. But there's rumors going around that Logan Paul is going to wrestle Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. I don't want to see it. Then there's another rumor going around that we may end up getting Logan Paul versus Sheamus at SummerSlam. I don't want to see that either. Sheamus, I don't know what they're doing with Sheamus, but they've dropped the ball on all of those guys. That's not an intriguing match to me either. L.A. Knight is the only guy here that makes anything intriguing. But like I said, we have a a creative war of worlds right now. Everything you see on WWE television is a 50-50 split. Vince 50-50 with Triple H. Most of what you saw is a mixture of both. Vince McMahon and Triple H. So we may not get either one of those guys tomorrow night. We may actually end up getting LA Knight versus Logan Paul at SummerSlam, which will result in Damian Priest winning the money in the bank. That is also a real possibility. If neither man gets their guy to win the briefcase tomorrow night, then we're probably getting LA Knight versus Logan Paul. LA Knight versus Seth Rollins. Logan Paul versus Ricochet. And call it a day. That's all you need to do. But I'm telling you this right now. LA Knight clearly is the fan favorite to win this match. I don't think there are anybody, or is anybody really, that is going to say no to LA Knight winning it. You can't. You don't have any good reason as to why he can't win. Or should win. If Vince McMahon... And this is a possibility. You guys need to understand this. This is why I urge you, don't go into it thinking that LA Knight's going to win. Vince McMahon more than likely will be making late-minute changes to the show tomorrow afternoon. 
If LA Knight wins the briefcase, I would be fucking shocked. Shocked. Because the more you get over on WWE television, it actually works against you. This is a common thing. I'm not saying this because I'm blowing smoke up your ass. I'm not saying this because it sounds cool or I'm trying to pretend I'm smarter than everybody else. This is exactly what it is. Vince is the type of man, and we've seen this throughout the years. Vince is the type of man that if you get over on your own, he will use it against you, and he will look at the fans who desperately want something to happen. And he'll creatively go into it, not giving you what you want. He'll go with something else. He'll go with what he wants just to piss you off. That's what we could be looking at tomorrow. And I want you guys to be prepared for that. Because that is more than likely what is happening. Again, I will be shocked if LA Knight wins. But don't sit there and tell me that I'm being negative. Don't sit there and tell me that I'm blowing smoke up your ass. Don't sit there and tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. This is, this is a historical fact of Vince McMahon. The more you're over, the less you will succeed. He loves to shit on the fan base. This is the type of guy that will laugh at us for wanting something because he has the complete power to not give us what he wants, give us what we want. He will give himself what he wants just to laugh at us. Ha, 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 look, they wanted L.A. Night. I got Logan Paul now. Cry, cry. These fucking mice. He looks down on us. Vince looks down on all of us fans. He does not give a shit about what we want. So go into it with zero expectation. I'm telling you guys exactly what this is. Shocked. I would be floored if LA Knight wins. Even though he should. Should be LA Knight versus Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. That doesn't really scream headline to Vince McMahon. So I'm expecting LA Knight not to win tomorrow night. And it's going to cause a complete shitstorm on social media. I see it already. We're going to go over the rest of the show tonight. Charlotte and Asuka had a championship match that absolutely nobody cared about. It was a complete lame duck title match. Nothing happened there. Bianca Belair was banned from ringside. But she bought a ticket to the show. Wow. She's banned from ringside and bought a ticket to the show. I wonder if she's going to jump the barricade and interfere, man. And then we got the tag team titles on the line. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Pretty Dead Lee. We'll talk about all that stuff happening on SmackDown tonight. Thank you guys very much for joining me on your Friday nights, man. It is the start of a very long 4th of July weekend falling on Tuesday. I'm exhausted, man. I am completely burnt out. Coming out of Forbidden Door Weekend, man, I am burnt the fuck out. So we're going to do Money in the Bank tomorrow, and I think I'm taking Sunday off, man. I'm not reviewing Collision. I'm taking Saturday night off. I'll watch it. I'll enjoy it, and that's it. I'm not talking about it. It seemed like it's a lame duck show on Saturday. It's 4th of July weekend. They know nobody's going to be watching. They just know. So I'm going to join the rest of everybody and not watch. Or I will watch when I want, but I won't review. 
But there is plenty of content still coming this weekend. I'll probably have some extras for you. I will probably uh, get the rest of the news out for your week. And then, uh, obviously, next week we'll begin a brand new week. But go check out everything else on the channel, man. There is plenty of it. We streamed AEW Fight Forever yesterday afternoon. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Go and check that out if you want to catch up on that. We did an extra yesterday. We did Wednesday Night Dynamite with Jesse. Tuesday Night Titans with Andrew Baydala. I was live from Monday Night Raw. Plenty of content for you guys. Go and check all that stuff out on the homepage, man. We are, I believe... 30 subscribers away from 147,000 subscribers. We're almost there, man. We are almost there. Great. Awesome stuff. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Super chats are open. Get them on in. Would love to see. Would love to see uh, you guys hanging out at the end of the show with our uh, drinks, our cold beverages. My guy, uh, evil genius here with a seven months. He says, "I bet your back and biceps are burnt out too, bro." I fell asleep during the first thirty minutes of SmackDown, man. Had to watch it back on DVR. I'm fucking. I'm toast, bro. I'm buttery toast. Fucking killing me in the gym, this guy over here, man. But yeah, Super Chats are open. Get them on in. We got four new members already tonight. I appreciate you guys signing up to be VIPs right here on the on the podcast and become channel members. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Code script20 at checkout for 20% off. And you guys are going to get that free shipping courtesy of the podcast. Let's get into SmackDown tonight, man. We started off with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defending the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championships against Pretty Dead Lee, Pretty Deadly, Elton Prince, and Kit Wilson. So I've said this time and time and time again, man. I don't really, I don't really get pretty deadly. I don't. Uh, I find them to be cringe. But they are a very good in-ring tag team. They are. The fundamentals are there. The basics are there. I I just don't really, you know, when they speak and they do their shtick, that's what turns me off, man. I'm I'm good. I'm good. If they don't speak or do anything, man, just send them out there, have them be flamboyant, have them be over the top, whatever the case may be. And let them go do their thing in the ring. I'm fine with that. But when they start acting the way that they do, man, it is so cheesy. So cheesy. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. 
Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, on the other hand, they can't do no wrong. They are fantastic at what they do. And I hope that they honestly have a solid plan for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I do. They should hold those tag team championships for a very long time. I do not think that there is a team in WWE right now that should be taking those tag team titles off of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. So this was a fun opener. I thought this was a fun opener. It was very innocent. Uh, It was long enough to get the crowd excited at the O2. And I could see this being a potential title feud somewhere down the line with a little bit more importance and getting pretty deadly, hopefully a little bit more over with the WWE audience. But pretty deadly is not there yet. They're not. They were basically thrown into this match by winning a gauntlet match where they wrestled six other teams and they only beat one team. Yet they go around saying that they won the gauntlet match and beat five or six other teams. No. No, you didn't. The only reason why they did that is because Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, they don't have a match at the pay-per-view, and they wanted to get a team like Pretty Deadly to get them into London, give Pretty Deadly somewhat of a hometown fucking advantage here, and it's basically what they did. 11 minutes, and it was a decent little match. Zayn and Wilson started off, and Sami Zayn, he was basically beaten down until he made a hot tag here to Kevin Owens. Wilson covered Zayn for a two-count. Wilson continued to work on Zayn. Prince tagged in. Zayn almost made a hot tag, but pretty deadly put a stop to that. Action goes to the outside, and Owens landed some clotheslines on both guys, Back in the ring, Owens is now the legal man. Hit a cannonball on Prince. Owens went to the top, landed a swanton, and went to go pin Elton Prince until Kit Wilson broke it up. Owens went for a stunner. Prince pushed Owens away, and Owens was selling a leg injury. Now, they focused in on the foot or the ankle. I knew he wasn't hurt. They needed something to basically tell some minor story in this match. Prince worked over Owens' leg. Wilson tagged in to land what they call the Dirty Martini. It's basically an assisted uh, backstabber, I believe, or it was a code breaker, one or the other. An assisted code breaker. They go for a cover there, get a two count. Elton Prince tagged in, landed a double team move for a two count. Zayn broke up the pin, and Owens suplexed Prince to get the hot tag to Sami Zayn. He landed a blue thunder bomb on Kit Wilson. He goes for a cover. He only gets a two as usual. Kit Wilson then was the guy here to basically eat an exploder, a halluva kick, and Sami Zayn pins Kit Wilson to retain the WWE Tag Team titles. Fun little match. Very innocent enough to a point where it was somewhat enjoyable. Pretty deadly. We're never meant to win the Tag Team Championships here. Uh, This was basically 
A, hometown for these guys because they wanted the they wanted Pretty Deadly to be included in the weekend's festivities. They wanted Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, obviously, to be in front of this crowd, being that they're not on the pay-per-view Saturday afternoon. And most importantly, this was a test. WWE management is high on Pretty Deadly. Don't know why, but they're high on Pretty Deadly. This was more so a test to see how they fare in the ring against a team like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They did well. They did well. I do see Pretty Deadly as tag team champions when their time comes. Right now is not that time. Right now, it's Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And even now, I don't really see any team. Maybe Imperium. Maybe Imperium. But right now, nobody should be taking those tag team titles off of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, especially if the rumor is DIY getting back together. Then maybe that is the team to take the belts off of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. If we get Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, who hopefully join forces again on the main roster... Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. Hopefully that is the case, but Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, they retain the tag team titles tonight against Pretty Deadly on SmackDown. Adam Pearce, he was backstage, and we have the Brawling Brutes. Megan Morant interviewing Adam Pearce. In walks Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch. Holland said he wanted a match. And I believe he was talking about Solo Sokoa because last week Solo just randomly attacked Ridge Holland. Clearly that can't happen. Pierce says he already had him scheduled for a match with Austin Theory, not Solo Sokoa, but I got you wrestling Austin Theory. Holland asked if it was a title match. I don't know why it would be a title match, but everybody wants something for free nowadays. Pierce says if he beats Theory, he'll be in contention for the United States title. So... We have a championship contenders match. I guess they needed to do something with Austin Theory on this show because he also is not on the Money in the Bank card. U.S. championship title reign going to shit. Don't know why. This guy beat John Cena at WrestleMania and they absolutely have not done anything close to capitalizing on him beating John Cena at WrestleMania. I don't understand it. This guy's the United States champion. He's done nothing with the championship, and he feels like a fucking afterthought. Is he a future piece of the company? Sure. But if you are not doing anything with Austin Theory and the United States championship, maybe we should put that title on somebody else that could benefit from it because Austin Theory is not doing shit with it. Yet they got him going around saying that he's the greatest United States champion of all time. Where? No, you're not. WWE certainly doesn't think so. Otherwise, they'd have you defending it. Let's maybe give it to Sheamus. Let's maybe give it maybe give it to Santos Escobar. Maybe LA Knight. How about Logan Paul if you want to give him a fucking championship so badly? AJ Styles? Edge? Carlito? Who apparently signed with the WWE today? Or has been signed, and I heard about it today, officially from Dave Meltzer. Just blurted it out on The Observer. Yeah, Carlito's back with the WWE. Great. What about Carlito? I don't know. Ain't doing shit with it. He gets a match with Ridge Holland tonight because Adam Pearce said so. Three minutes. So much for Ridge Holland, huh? 
so much for Rich Holland. Vince loves the Brawling Brutes so much that he's basically made them irrelevant on SmackDown. And oh my goodness, man, we got a $100 Super Chat by Chris Bell. Oh, my goodness. He says, what up, my brother? I lost my grandfather today. And OTS is the only thing keeping me standing tall. Love you and all, you OTS legends. Chris, I am very sorry to hear that, man. Very sorry to hear that. My love, my thoughts, and my prayers out to you and your family. Everybody in the OTS venue tonight, everybody in this chat, throw up those prayer emojis for our guy, Chris Bell, who lost his grandfather today. Chris, uh, we're happy that you're still here with us and enjoying the show and whatever type of uh, solace or release you find from the show, man, we're happy to give it to you. Thank you for being here, brother. Three minutes. Three minutes with Austin Theory and Rich Holland. He didn't even win with the fucking uh, ATL. This guy won with a fucking dropkick. He beats Ridge Holland with a fucking dropkick. So much for WWE pushing the brawling brutes, huh? So Holland made a comeback after he was beat. Uh, Austin Theory was beating him down, and Theory chopped Holland in the throat, yanked his throat into the top rope, and apparently they are selling the injury from what happened with Solo Sokoa last week. So they give him a match with Austin Theory and have him lose in three minutes because of the injured throat, quote-unquote. And Theory landed a drop kick to the throat area, and that was it. One, two, three, and Austin Theory beats Rich Holland in three minutes. Afterwards, Theory went back after Holland. Sheamus ran out for the save. They are possibly building towards Theory versus Sheamus. Theory ducked a Sheamus, attempted a bro kick, and bailed out to the floor. And he started mouthing off to Sheamus before walking up the ramp. So they clearly didn't give a fuck about Rich Holland. Butch is not winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. He still has that fucking terrible name. They refused to change his name back to Pete Dunn. I guess they could only be one Dunn in WWE. <laughs> one! I can't have nobody uh, with the last name is me. <laughs> Fucking break. So it looks like they're setting up Sheamus versus Theory for SummerSlam United States Championship match. Sheamus realistically should have been the one to break Gunther's intercontinental title reign, but WWE wants to break the Honky Tonk Man's title reign with Gunther. So Sheamus got the short end of the stick there. So it looks like we may be getting Sheamus a title in the United States title. I guess uh, beggars can't be choosers, huh? I'd rather it on Sheamus than on fucking Austin Theory at this point. So I'm not really going to sit here and complain about it. But, you know, where Sheamus was to where Sheamus is now and where the brawling brutes were to where they are now, kind of depressing to see, man. They deserve a lot better. They were legitimately the number two faction in WWE right under the bloodline. And now they're not even top five. Very lame. 
We got a vignette with Carrion Cross. He was with his wife, Scarlett. So the last time he faced AJ Styles, it felt phenomenal to hear him gasping for air. He bragged that he beat him in only three moves. He said next week, it is checkmate. I didn't know Cross was a chess player, bro. I don't take him to be much of a chess player, but here we are. It's basically Vince McMahon tomorrow night, making Logan Paul, Mr. Money in the Bank, check and mate, says Vince. You wanted L.A. night? Get the fuck out of here, bro. Now that's good shit, pal. You break. Carrying cross for AJ Styles. Are we going to get these two going more than five minutes? I certainly fucking hope so. What is the point of this feud, is what I have to ask. Is this making Karrion Cross a bigger star on Friday nights? Or is this something to keep AJ Styles busy before they do something a little bit more important with him on Friday night? What is this doing for either guy, is what I want to know. I wish that they'd know, you know, what they want to do with both guys. Cross should be in something decent. AJ Styles is way too good to be floating around doing nothing. Again, if they put more effort into everything else like they did the Bloodline, maybe SmackDown would actually be a better show. Bailey, she went one-on-one with Shotzi Blackheart. Bailey's money in the bank spot is on the line. I don't know why. I thought we canceled this, but uh, it looks like the show that Vince rewrote We're getting this week. So whatever Triple H had planned for last week's show that Vince completely demolished, it looks like all of what we were supposed to get last week was happening this week. I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. I don't know. If you said this match went two minutes, you were wrong. But if you said three minutes, you were correct, man. They added a minute to Vince's usual two minutes. SmackDown likes to two-minute us to death. This match got three minutes. Wow. Now, man, uh, listen, man, there's only so much I could say about a three-minute match. Really. So exciting in those three-minute matches, man. There's just so much to dissect in these three minutes. Who gives a shit? The best thing about this match was the crowd reaction, singing to Bailey. I don't know what the fuck they were saying, but it sounds great. Crowds love Bailey. Bailey's a babyface when she goes overseas. Everybody loves Bailey. Not difficult to see why. <laughs> you know. You know. Three minutes. Shotzi, you know, Wade Barrett said something. He's like, Shotzi, you know, who knows what Shotzi would do in a money in the bank ladder match? She would be unpredictable in there. We had Shotzi in last year's Money in the Bank ladder match. What did she do? I, I, I counted what? Three botches from Shotzi? She looked like a fucking disaster in that match last year. Why would we want her in this match this year? There was no way Shotzi was going to take Bailey's spot. No way. If Bailey was out of the Money in the Bank ladder match, then that would kind of ruin some of the match because the reason why she's there is because they're going to facilitate a split of damage control. Because right now, Dakota Kai is not on TV. So 
We got Shotzi and Bailey here. I don't know why anybody thought Shotzi would win and take Bailey's spot. Bailey and EO are going to have uh, a, a, a war of words. There's going to be some dissension there, right? You know that's going to come into play tomorrow night. So we'll see. Bailey wins in three minutes. Bailey rakes Shotzi's eyes from behind as the referee was scolding EO, who tried to interfere on the outside. Apparently, EO put Bailey's boot on a rope to break up a pinfall. Shotzi seen this. She became distracted by EO. Bailey rakes Shotzi's eyes. Bailey then finished Shotzi with the rose plants, and that was it. Goodbye. Thank you for coming all the way to London, Shotzi, to wrestle three minutes and not get into the women's money in the bank ladder match, which I'm predicting EO Sky wins tomorrow night. Now, it, it, it's it's crazy. It, it's crazy. I, I want to throw this one at you, okay? You can call me crazy all you want, man. Call me crazy all you want. This is the shit that I think about while you're at work. This is the shit I think about while uh, my guy genius is fucking killing my back and my biceps in the fucking gym. This is the shit I'm thinking about. If L.A. Knight, if L.A. Knight doesn't win the Money in the Bank men's match, then EO has a good shot at winning the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Okay? Again, 50-50. 50% Vince, 50% Paul, right? If L.A. Knight doesn't win, EO wins the women's Money in the Bank. If L.A. Knight wins the men's, Trish Stratus is winning the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Triple H will not. I could be wrong. I hope I am. I hope I am. Triple H will not get 100% what he wants tomorrow night. He won't. If he does, I'd be fucking floored. I, I would be shocked. But at the end of the day, LA Knight needs to win for the men and EO Sky needs to win for the women. I don't care. I don't care what we do, what we have to do to get there. Those need to be the two winners because the money in the bank, briefcases, should be building up the next in line. The fans have already chosen LA Knight. The fans are ready to choose EO Sky. That's what it's about. But I just have a fucking sinking feeling in my gut that if Vince doesn't get what he wants... They're going to meet halfway. I want Logan, pal. I'll give you EO, pal. This is what I feel. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Paul Levesque, Triple H, will get one of the two. He won't get both. If he gets both, something happened. Maybe Vince was on drugs. Maybe Vince wasn't even there. I don't know. But Paul, more than likely, will not get both of who he wants to win the Money in the Bank briefcases. The Grayson-Waller effect. We got Grayson-Waller out there. And uh, before we get into Grayson-Waller, uh, I, I do want to find the article because this is pretty, uh, pretty pertinent to uh, what I want to talk about here as far as Grayson-Waller and why... He is uh, conducting talk shows for the last two months. Apparently, he broke his leg. 
He broke his leg on the April 25th episode of NXT. He said in a video that he posted on Twitter, in my last match on NXT against Carmelo Hayes, I broke my leg. Clean break to the fibula. But because I'm a straight-up gangster, I kept going, and I was moments away from becoming NXT champion. Fast forward two weeks, I hobble on crutches into the WWE draft. SmackDown with the steal of the entire draft chooses Grayson Waller, despite the fact that I couldn't wrestle. I could barely even walk. The reality is Grayson Waller on one leg has more value than 99% of the wrestlers with two. So what did I do? Week after week on Fox, I entertained millions with the Grayson Waller effect, the hottest talk show in all of pro wrestling, rubbing shoulders with the biggest stars in the game, AJ Styles, Charlotte Flair, Asuka, pretty deadly. And then he says, on Friday, I have Logan Paul. He will be back in the ring, and he's trying to get back into the ring, and he's going to tell you very, very soon, but it's going to be on his time. So, you know, Grayson Waller was out. And nobody knew why. I wish WWE would be a little bit more open with their fucking injuries. I mean, WWE, pro wrestling is so weird, man. It really is. In in every promotion, WWE's guilty of it. AEW is beyond guilty of it. They, They try and keep everything so secretive. I don't get it. Like, if you're watching a baseball team or an NBA team or an NFL team, they have injury lists and injury reports. And they make that known to the general public. They make that known to all the news outlets. But in pro wrestling, all of these injuries are are kept so secretive all the time. I don't get it. Like, you you don't want people speculating on what the fuck is going on. Then why don't you divulge the proper information when it's available? Everybody should have known Grayson Wall had a broken leg. But does he got a broken leg? Is he, is he... Is he getting buried on TV creatively? He's on TV. He's not with crutches. What's going on? Why isn't he wrestling? Pro wrestling is so fucking weird, man. It really is. So I was one of those people that said, you know what? I don't know why this guy ain't wrestling. Nobody fucking knew. He came out and had a broken leg. He said he had a broken leg. So I apologize for saying, Here we got another guy. He's not wrestling for two and a half months. What the fuck are they doing with him? Clearly, they can't do anything with him because he got a broken fucking leg. So now we know what the explanation is as to why Grayson Waller wasn't wrestling on SmackDown. Hopefully soon, because he's a very good entertainer. He's a very good pro wrestler. And I'm very much looking forward to him maybe getting involved with the United States Championship. I think that would fit him perfectly on Friday night. So he's out there with Logan Paul. Logan Paul is obviously being booed by the London crowd. Waller said, it's clear these London fans love you. Logan said it would mean a whole lot to win the money in the bank in London. Says he doesn't know why fans are booing him because they've seen him compete against every champion in the WWE. He says his dreams don't end until he has the WWE championship gold around his belt. Didn't make sense. I think he meant waste, but you got the gist of what he was saying. He said after he wins money in the bank, he might go and cash in on Seth Rollins, get revenge on him for WrestleMania, or finish what I started to take down the tribal chief. Nah. That's it. Yeah, listen, man, you got to dream big, okay? I appreciate you dreaming big, but no. 
Now, that, that, that ain't happening, man. I got a better chance of getting rock hard instead of Juice Robinson. So, not gonna happen, bro. Not gonna happen. And we all know why Juice is rock hard. We know why. We know why, man. Not happening for Logan Paul. Uh, listen, he said he might even cash it in. Now, he might not even cash it in, he says. Why, why cash it in? I might not even cash it in. Says he just might take the briefcase and smack L.A. Knight with it. Seed planted? I don't know. I don't know. Waller said he'd like to see that happen. L.A. Knight's music played. He came out. And what a reaction for L.A. Knight. Music dies down. He said every time he walks out, the whole world jumps to its feet. He says he has all the respect in the world for Logan making a name for himself on social media and on YouTube. But right now, you're standing in my ring. He said tomorrow night, he has to realize that the odds are on him for a reason. He says he's the one and only megastar with everyone saying his name and the crowd chants L.A. Knight. Logan stood up and said all he sees is someone who was supposed to be a manager in WWE after 20 years of a lackluster career. He told London to tell Logan whose game this is, and once again, they chanted L.A. Knight. Logan told them to get another pint of beer and called the fans drunk and told them to go home. So Santos Escobar came out, and then he tried to make his case, and nobody gave a shit about what Santos had to say. Santos is not winning. I love Santos, but Santos has no chance of winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. This is basically a three-man field. It's L.A. Knight, Logan Paul, and Damian Priest. All of a sudden, Butch comes out. This guy stormed to the fucking ring, man. Let me at him! Let me at him, Scoob! Ready? Fucking walking around out there like fucking Scrappy Doo, man. He gets in the ring. He fucking blasts Logan Paul in the face. And this leads to Butch versus LA Knight versus Santos Escobar, which was also a scheduled match for last week's show. And they saved it for this week. So let's get to this promo, man, between LA Knight and uh, Logan Paul. Now, I know it feels like L.A. Knight is shifting more towards a baby face. I need to tell WWE this, please. If, if L.A. Knight is going to go on this trajectory that he's on right now, because WWE, man, I don't trust them. I, I really don't. When L.A. Knight was getting cheered, The last few weeks, WWE tried to manipulate the sound and the crowds by piping in booze for LA Knight because he's a heel internally on the main roster. Enough of the manipulation, okay? LA Knight, this is why we love LA Knight. This is why everybody is pulling for LA Knight. Fans, I don't know what it is. LA Knight just comes off as cool. He comes off with... This vibe that just, you know, you, you drop what you're doing to listen to him speak, right? And he's a very good in-ring, in-ring performer. The fans love him. Do not manipulate that. 
Do not try to change that. Just let it be. This is one of those situations where the fans need to dictate exactly where this goes. WWE, if they start fucking around with it and try to give us something that the fans don't want, or try to manipulate L.A. Knight. Oh, no, you can't cheer him. We need to move him on as a, as a heel. You can't cheer him. That would be ridiculous. Like, the fans are telling you exactly where to take this. L.A. Knight is a babyface. Simple. That doesn't mean you make him into a cheesy fucking goody two-shoes, let me walk grandma across the street with her fucking groceries type of babyface. I don't need to see L.A. Knight fucking taking pictures with little kids and fucking kissing the ladies and fucking, uh, you know, tendering, uh, you know, to, to the fucking youngsters by ringside. No. No, we don't need none of that. L.A. Knight needs to continue to be L.A. Knight that you see on TV and let the fans dictate what happens with him. Simple. Don't try to fuck with that. Because WWE tends to do this. Oh, he's getting over. We can't have him get too over, man. We need to show WWE fans what they need to do. We need to boo LA Knight. No. It's not exactly what we need to have happen here. In-betweener or tweener. Even that'll work. But don't try and force a fucking heel upon us when this guy's getting fucking overwhelming babyface reactions in every city that he shows up in. Now, L.A. Knight mixing it up with Logan Paul, clearly this makes him, and this is a good thing, clearly they see enough in L.A. Knight to put him in the ring with somebody, the star power of Logan Paul. Will this lead to a match at SummerSlam? I don't know. If L.A. Knight, and Logan Paul is a match at SummerSlam, then that leaves Damian Priest to win Money in the Bank. It's the only logical outcome. That saves WWE from moving LA Knight to Monday Night Raw and making another draft move from SmackDown to Raw. LA Knight versus Logan Paul can stay on SmackDown. You'll get Logan Paul appearing on Fox. They'll build that to SummerSlam. Damian Priest is already on Raw. He can take that briefcase to Raw and do what he needs to do with the Judgment Day. Maybe build some jealousy with Finn Balor. Balor's going to lose to Rollins tomorrow afternoon. Damian Priest wins money in the bank. There may be some jealousy there. Balor may kick out Priest and list J.D. McDonough to take his spot. This is all a real possibility. This is all a real possibility. WWE more than likely is not going to want to give themselves any more of a creative headache, even though they are always trying to make things more confusing. This is going to keep everything a lot more streamlined. So LA Knight and Logan Paul could be a potential match for SummerSlam. If LA Knight wins the briefcase, Logan Paul could stay at SummerSlam and have a match with Ricochet or stay on SummerSlam's card, but with Ricochet. Develop a feud coming out of that match tomorrow afternoon with Ricochet. I think that would be a tremendous match. Ricochet is also somebody that could use some nice rub from this. And they already had a viral moment at the Royal Rumble. Why not build upon that? I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see where WWE goes with this. But LA Knight mixing it up with Logan Paul tonight. There is a good chance that WWE might be warming up to LA Knight. 
in this type of role. Maybe they see a little bit more in him and they're going to follow the fans' lead on this. But I'm telling you, man, you know, if everybody wants to call me negative and Vince this and Vince that, JD is fucking, you know, got Vince on the mind and, you know, blah, 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 blah. There is absolutely no reason for you to trust this company. They have done everything historically to have you not trust them. I'm not going to trust them. They have made more mistakes time and time and time again. They have let you down and disappointed you more than I can fucking count. Why would you give them now the benefit of the doubt? Don't. If LA Knight wins tomorrow afternoon, great. They finally made a great creative decision. If he doesn't win, could actually come back and bite them in the ass. But maybe, maybe they got LA Knight versus Logan Paul planned for SummerSlam. Maybe. That would be a nice role for LA Knight. Get a win over Logan Paul, he gets that momentum back. But what does he do after that? What does he do after that? That's my question. That's the question nobody wants to discuss. If LA Knight and Logan Paul happens at SummerSlam and LA Knight beats Logan Paul, what does he do then? Roman ain't losing those championships anytime soon. There's no world championship on SmackDown that he could go after. What does he do? Go after the United States title? It's kind of beneath LA Knight, I think, right? This is why I would have him win, go over to Monday Night Raw, and stake his claim at the top of that card, which is a lot more open than it is for him on SmackDown. You know I make sense here. You know I'm making sense. It's going to be what WWE thinks is best, and I don't really trust them to make the right decision. Santos Escobar, LA Knight, and Butch. Triple threat match. Four minutes. Four minutes. Wow, man. All these money in the bank competitors, man. Four minutes tonight. Butch wins. And they actually had LA Knight exchange words with Logan Paul even during this match. Escobar leapt at LA Knight who was mouthing off at Logan Paul. Knight ducked. He knocked Logan Paul down. Escobar then leapt off the top rope towards Butch. Butch punched him out of midair. Landed his finish. The bitter end. One, two, three. After the match, Butch slid a ladder into the ring. He was going to climb up the ladder. But L.A. Knight stopped him and began climbing up the ladder. L.A. Knight begins climbing up the ladder. Logan Paul pulled L.A. Knight down. He climbed up the ladder. Butch comes into the ring. He pulls Logan Paul off the ladder. And he starts climbing the ladder. Butch reaches the top. He pulls down the briefcase and holds the briefcase up in the air on Friday Night SmackDown. So Butch is not winning the Money in the Bank briefcase. He's already pulled it down. This is bad luck for anybody. You know, breaking a breaking a mirror gives you seven years bad luck, right? The old wives' tale or or the fucking, uh, that's the old saying, right? You break a mirror, break something, shatter a window or something, glass, seven years bad luck. Walking underneath the ladder, bad luck. Having a black cat walk in front of you, bad luck. Butch pulling down the Money in the Bank briefcase on the go-home show and holding it up in the air as if he won it, bad luck. Butch is not winning it. So now that makes Ricochet, Butch, And Santos Escobar not winning it. 
LA Knight, Logan Paul, and Damian Priest are the only guys that are even in the discussion to win this match. And it should be LA Knight. Again, we'll see. We will see what happens. But man, I'm telling you, Vince McMahon has been notorious for doing the opposite of what the fans want. If you see somebody else besides LA Knight win this match tomorrow, you're going to come back and listen to what I said here, and you're going to say that JD's right again. But I hope I'm wrong. I swear to God, I hope I'm wrong. AJ Styles. He was with Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, and said that Knight beat him in three moves. Or uh, not Knight. uh, uh, What's his name? Cross. Cross beat him in three moves. But that's because Cross did not play by the rules. He says he's got Meachin to now offset Scarlet at ringside. So, yes, I accept your challenge. Whatever. Whatever. Asuka, she went one-on-one with the android, Charlotte Flair, for the WWE Women's Championship, the undisputed Women's Championship. So, Charlotte's out there, and Asuka hit her with a backstabber right before a commercial break, and Asuka... After a commercial break, gave a, or actually uh, countered. Charlotte was trying for a figure four attempt. Asuka countered a figure four attempt into a small package for a two count. Charlotte then speared Asuka when they got back to their feet. She goes for a quick cover, tries to get a three, but she only gets a two. Belair is at ringside. She's waving around a ticket to the show. She bought a ticket to the show because Adam Pierce banned her from ringside. Great. So Charlotte is in the ring and Oscar's on the outside. Charlotte climbs the top rope. She goes up. She goes for her awful looking moonsault. Does not even come close to connecting on the moonsault as usual. So she takes it to the floor. She then walked over towards Asuka and shopped her right in front of Bianca Belair. Belair is still waving her ticket around in front of Asuka and Charlotte's face. And Charlotte went to kick Asuka, but Asuka ducked, and the kick actually nailed Bianca in the face. So Bianca takes offense to this and attacked Asuka. She jumps the barricade, and the referee called for a disqualification, and that's the way the match ends in eight minutes. So I knew we were going to get some sort of fuckery here. I knew we were going to get some sort of shenanigans because they said Bianca Belair was banned from ringside. But all that means is that Bianca Belair is going to interfere in the match. Because what they're doing is setting up Bianca Belair versus Asuka versus Charlotte at SummerSlam. Fine. I don't know what you want me to say there, but if Charlotte doesn't win the championship back at SummerSlam, I'd be shocked. That's even more of a reason for WWE to take the belt off of Asuka and put it on Charlotte. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) 
shit indeed. Junk man, junk with a $200 bomb tonight. Oh my goodness. He says, JD, you my mainest man. Thanks for jumping on the grenade for us week in and week out. Junk man, junk. Thank you, brother, for being here. As always, man, love you, bro. And I have absolutely no problem giving you guys the lowdown weekly so you don't have to watch this garbage. Thank you so much, man. So, Asuka, Charlotte, and Bianca Belair more than likely being set up for SummerSlam. Uh, Bianca has a problem because Adam Pearce gave Charlotte the title match before he gave it to her. So now she has a problem with that. And the rumor is that Bianca Belair is going to turn heel slowly but surely. Now, I don't know where anybody read the spoilers, or if you read the spoilers tonight, they said, there's a possible heel turn brewing. It said, spoiler, major star set for heel turn or teased heel turn. I don't know what you guys watched tonight, but I did not see a Bianca Belair teasing a heel turn tonight on SmackDown. Crowds loved everything that Bianca Belair did, especially when she was going at it with Charlotte. Oscar may be a different story. Fans love Oscar, But overseas, you're not going to really get a good gauge as to where WWE is going with this. I don't know if WWE expected some sort of different reaction, but the reaction that London gave was not exactly a heel turn reaction. Nobody wants to see Charlotte Flair win another championship. So whatever she was doing against Charlotte emanated off of the screen as a fucking babyface thing to do. I saw babyface Bianca Belair when she was taking down Charlotte Flair. Not a heel. It may be different when we get back to the States after Money in the Bank weekend. I don't know. But I do think that Bianca Belair could benefit from a heel turn. I really do. I think the babyface thing has run its course. I think the the babyface thing for Bianca has become overly cringe. She needs to do something a little bit different. I I want her to go back and channel that inner NXT Bianca Belair, that that NXT black and gold Bianca Belair where she she was tough. She took no bullshit from anybody, right? She was a little bit more rough verbally with a lot of people. That's what I want to see. She's too, she's too goody two-shoes. And it's going to be tough for WWE to pull the trigger on that because she's a PR dream. She's everywhere. She does shit with the little girls and make a wish. And she's just a, a, a beautiful person to do that type of PR thing for WWE. So I don't know if they are going to go and do that. But they turned Sasha Banks heel. So why wouldn't it work for Bianca Belair? Sasha Banks was basically that when she was a babyface. So why can't we do the same thing with Bianca Belair? I don't know. I really don't get it. Now, what I don't want to have happen here is WWE rinse and repeat the same thing that they did with Becky Lynch. I I don't know what they're trying to do here. But... Remember the Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair fiasco that they pulled at the 2017, I think it was the 2017 SummerSlam, where they tried to get people to boo Becky Lynch and people ended up cheering her? That's what I feel like is going to have happen here with Bianca Bella and Charlotte Flair. It's going to be the same fucking thing. You can't force 
a heel turn, especially against a, a baby face, Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is like fucking, she, she's like glass when it comes to, is she a baby face or is she a heel? On any given moment, the fans can just fucking boo her relentlessly. She's not really a baby face. She's just a natural bitch. Nobody likes her. Nobody likes what she was, what she's about. So you can't use this tactic on Charlotte Flair. It's not going to work the way you want. She's not a baby face. She's not. So I don't know what they're planning to do here. 2018. Sorry. I was close. 2018. It's not going to work. They need to go in a different direction if they want Bianca Belair to be a heel. You got it. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen against Charlotte Flair. It needs to be a well-thought-out, well-constructed plan. This was not it. Do I want to see Bianca heel? Yes, I do. I do. I don't want to see it happen at the cost of Charlotte Flair because... Nobody wants to see Charlotte Flair as a babyface. She wins that title, she's going right back to being a heel. Moving on. Roman Reigns. This was legitimately the last segment of the show. Some exciting show this was, huh? Reigns is in the middle of the ring, and he's with Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa. Reigns says he allowed his cousins to come out and say, we the ones. He said the truth is he's the only one, the one and only. He says he said some may believe he's arrogant and a narcissist. He says he is the head of the table and the tribal chief and the greatest of all time. But he is also the only one who cares about his cousins. He says he's given them one opportunity after another and allowed them into the promised land. He said he is the only one who wants to give them a second chance. He says what they need to do is come to the ring and bow down and acknowledge him and apologize, and then we can move on. Usos came out. Jimmy said Roman has this whole thing twisted. He asked if he really thinks they're trying to get back into the bloodline. He says it's all about consequences. And he asked Reigns if he thought about the consequences of him losing. So the last time he got pinned was three years ago. The next time is tomorrow night at Money in the Bank. Jay says they're going to war at Money in the Bank and said when he loses, he'll be the only one out. He says he won't be tribal chief anymore after losing. Jay says he doesn't want to be the tribal chief. He then asked Jimmy if he wants to be the tribal chief. Jimmy said, hell no. They both collectively said that someone else has their vote, though. And they looked over at Solo Sokoa. Reigns started laughing hysterically. Solo had his arms crossed. And then his arms slowly went down to his sides And he started to give side-eyed looks to Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns stopped laughing. He looked over at Solo looking at him and he stopped laughing. Reigns told them to shut their mouths and started yelling at both Jimmy and Jay Uso and told them not to talk to him like that. Jay then stepped on to the ring apron. Reigns approached him and yelled that he is nothing without him. 
Reigns says the fans don't care about Jay Uso. Jay pie face Reigns. Jimmy super kicked him. Solo then attacks his brothers. The civil war has begun, says Michael Cole. Solo and Jimmy brawl at ringside. Jay got the better of Reigns in the ring. Uso super kicked security guards and sent them into the ring uh, or into the uh, barricades and into the steel steps. More security guards showed up because of Adam Pierce. As everybody tried to separate the bloodline from each other, Reigns threw security guards around. Jay took a running leap over the top rope, tackled Reigns down to the ground over the top rope. And that's the way the show went off the air. So what we got here is Jay jumped on the ring apron. Reigns approached him and yelled that he is nothing. Jay is nothing without him. Reigns says the fans don't care about Jay Uso. Jay then pie-faced Reigns. And Jimmy took advantage of that and super-kicked Roman. Solo, moments before that, was being looked at by Roman Reigns and laughed at. So what WWE did here is set up two different scenarios. The match itself is going to be fine. I can't wait to see the story play out tomorrow. I think it's going to be great. They always got something up their sleeve. It's always going to end in some epic fashion with the bloodline. Very much looking forward to seeing what the next, oh my God, I don't believe that just happened moment is. We'll get that tomorrow night. I don't know what they do with the ending of that match tomorrow. All I know is that Roman can't be pinned. Roman Reigns cannot be pinned in that match tomorrow. Now, they said that there's some secretive ending. WWE's got two drastic endings, is the report. So drastic and so secretive that they have the bloodline squared away in top secret areas as they go over what this is going to uh, be at the pay-per-view on Saturday. There are only a handful of people that know what is going on here. Roman and all of the bloodline, Paul Heyman, Paul Levesque, Vince McMahon, and Michael Hayes. That is it. There is such a small group of people that know exactly what the fuck is going on here, man. They have these guys secluded in a top-secret area to play out this fucking ending that is going to uh, happen tomorrow night at the end of this tag team match. All I know is that Roman Reigns cannot be pinned. I do not want to see Roman pinned unless he's losing the championships. That would defeat the purpose. Now... Is there a possibility that the ending includes Roman being pinned? Sure. Sure. Because if Roman... Now, does Roman need to be pinned for one of the Usos to challenge him for the world title? Maybe. But Roman already told Jay that the fans don't care about him, yelled at Jay, told him that he's nothing without the bloodline, nothing without Roman, and Jay, pie-facing Roman, was all he needed to do. Do we get Roman versus Jay Uso at SummerSlam? Again, this time a different Jay Uso. Will Jay Uso be the one to take down the tribal chief? Probably not. But then we got Solo. Then we got that solo dynamic, solo side-eyeing Roman. That's what they're that's what they're banking on as the end of this bloodline. Solo is more than likely, out of everybody here, the one to take down Roman. Because the story now revolves around Solo. Solo is the next one. When is he going to join his brothers? 
When is it going to happen? How is it going to happen? You know that Solo is going to end up joining Jimmy and Jay. Roman's going to be on the island of relevancy all by himself. This is why I'm more in favor of Solo beating Roman than Cody Rhodes beating Roman. It just keeps it within the family. Cody doesn't have anything to do with Roman. He's tied up with fucking Brock Lesnar. They completely went away from that. He's chasing what? What is Cody chasing? Cody's chasing what? We don't even have a fucking reason as to why Lesnar attacked Cody in the first place. How can I be invested in his ascent to the world championship if they are so fucking lazy, too lazy to give us an explanation as to why this feud for four months is happening? That's why I'm going with Solo. Do we get Jay versus Roman? Do we get Roman versus Solo? Do we get Roman versus all the bloodline? I don't know. Does Jay need to pin Roman at summer, uh, at uh, Money in the Bank to get the match at SummerSlam? Do we get Solo giving Roman the Samoan spike, joining his brothers, allowing Jay to pin the Tribal Chief tomorrow night? I don't know. I don't know. Will Sammy and KO have a stake in this? Will they interfere, being that they're not on the show? That leaves them open to doing something on the show. Will we get Sammy and KO helping the Usos here? I don't know. Very interesting, man. There's a tough, it's a tough decision. A couple of different avenues that WWE can go down. But I, I, I don't think pinning Roman tomorrow afternoon is the way to go about it. Roman has not been pinned for three years. The only time he should be pinned is when he loses those championships and we can call this reign a day over. That's when he should lose. Up until then, I don't think Roman should be taking a pinfall from anybody, including his own family. Anyway, guys, that is all I got for you on this Friday night. If you enjoyed the podcast tonight, if you enjoyed the discussion tonight, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up and hit that subscribe button down below and turn on that bell for all notifications, man. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys go check out all the other videos on the channel. There is plenty of content for you guys to catch up on. Get those super chats in. It's last call. Channel memberships always open, men. We're accepting all applicants who want to be a VIP right here on the podcast. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Fourth of July is coming up this weekend, man. I know you guys are going to want to be at the beach, at the pool, hanging out with family, having a nice barbecue, cold beverages, you name it, man. Fireworks, you name it. You don't want to be that guy at the beach with the hairy chest, man. With that Austin Powers chest hair. You want a great-looking beach bod. Manscaped is going to make sure you guys are ready for the 4th of July holiday, man. Believe me. So much so that they're giving everybody 20% off and free shipping with code SCRIPT20 at checkout at manscaped.com. The Performance Package 4.0 is all that you need, man. You're going to get the Lawnmower 4.0. It is their MVP. Of the performance package, their waterproof cordless body trimmer, 
You're going to get their liquid formulations, their crop preserver, their crop reviver. You're going to get the Weed Whacker 2.0. Take care of those nose hairs. You're even going to get two free gifts. A shed travel bag and some Manscaped boxers. Great. You guys going to be wearing those sandals at the beach? Make sure you get the Shears 2.0 Men's Nail Kit. Can't go wrong, man. Can't go wrong. You're going to need the right tools for the job this summer. Manscaped's got you covered. 20% off. Free shipping. Code script 20 at checkout. I want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring the show right here on Off the Scripts. Lord J. Coyle with a $2 super chat. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for being here, as always. The London crowd was pretty dead for pretty deadly. Not surprised. Nobody likes him, nobody gets him. Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat. EO and LA Knight, winners or bust? I agree, Joseph. I agree, man. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. Hope KO's injury ankle is kayfabe and not real. It is kayfabe, Michelle. Nothing to worry about. Ten May with 42 months as an OTS VIP, man. You guys need to follow in the footsteps of my guy, Tan May. I think he is leading the pack as far as length of VIP membership, man. Holy shit. I think right underneath him is Stu Sexton. I think Stu is at like 38, 39 months. Marquise with 18 months. Tonight was good. All I hope, JDs, we get LA Knight winning tomorrow. And today, my birthday is, uh, today's my birthday, too. Love being a part of the OTS family. Cheers to you. Marquise, happy birthday, brother. Let me see those birthday cake emojis in the chat for my guy, Marquise. Michelle Moran with a $5 super chat. Help or no help. If Dom beats Cody, how can we still look at Cody as the one to dethrone Roman? And if Roman gets pinned, the mystique of beating him ends. Because Vince is a fucking lunatic, Michelle. That's why. This is not working for Cody. It didn't work in April, and it's not working going into SummerSlam. Mad Juju becomes a new member. Mad, what are you drinking tonight, brother? First round is always on me. D-Man 70 with a 499. JD Braves keep winning. Rolling 16 to 4 over the Marlins. Respect the chop. Hope you're well, bro. Hashtag OTS for life. Bro, this is the best Braves offense ever. This Braves team is fucking something else, man. And they don't even have their top two starters. That's the scary fucking part about it. I don't want to get ahead of myself, man, but it's looking like at this point, if they don't win a World Series, it would be fucking a tremendous disappointment. They are the best team in baseball. Craig with the 10 months. It's been an honor to be a part of this family. 10 months and counting. All hail the IWC King. JDOTS for life. Thank you, brother. 
Miles Marable with a 499. Thoughts on Brock beating up Cody during the match to lose by countout. So Cody doesn't eat the pin, but Dom can brag about beating Cody. Thoughts on Brock beating Cody during the match to lose by countout. If he beats him up during the match, it would be a disqualification and Cody would win, Miles. Maybe before the match. Maybe before the match. I don't know. We will see what happens, but... I don't know what Vince has planned. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like any part of it. Casey V with a new membership. Casey, what the fuck are you drinking tonight? First round is on me, Casey. Thank you for the new membership. Craig with a $10 super chat. Have a drink on me, JD, for Draws. Rest in peace, Darren Drozdov. Rest in peace to the Draws, man. Sarah Hapka with a new membership. Sarah, what are you drinking tonight? Thank you for the new membership. Lauren with a 16 months. Shady, sorry, been MIA. Happy to be back. Caught up on all your reviews. Think Bianca finally turned heel. Did you hear about a few rumor returns for tomorrow? Uh, Lauren, I don't think Bianca turned heel tonight. And I did hear about Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. It's going to be a very interesting night tomorrow afternoon for sure. Lauren, also with the $2 Super Chat, enjoyed the main event, Bianca's attack on Charlotte. Tony Brown with 13 months. You're the IWC GOAT, JD. It's an honor to know you. Tony Brown, it is an honor to have you in the venue nightly, brother. As always. Yo, John with 199. No message. It's his first time in the venue, first time Super Chat. Thank you, John. 24 of the 199, 2K release, two money in the bank. My faction cards tonight, LA Knight and EO Sky. Could be something. Could be a little tease about who's going to win those matches tomorrow night. My guy, Dr. Evil Genius with seven months, killed me in the gym today. And uh, I feel good, for sure. Tired, but good. Cameron Battle with 499. Hey, JD, I wouldn't be shocked if Damian Priest wins simply because Triple H and Vince can't decide on who will win. It's a possibility, Cameron. It's a possibility. D-Man 199 Super Chat. I'll check out Money in the Bank. Why not? I'm a pro wrestling fan. Tutti Fruity with three months. Fellay Knight wins. JD has to take his hat off. Also, is Jesse a real person or based on one? And give me your top five ladder matches. Also, cheers to, to three months. Um, Tutti Fruity. I'm going to assume, Tutti Fruity, that you do not watch my AEW reviews. Is Jesse a real person or based on one? That may be the weirdest thing that I've ever heard, bro. Please tell me that you're joking. 
Please tell me that you're joking, bro. My top five ladder matches, I, I can't give you my top five, but my favorite ladder match of all time is the WrestleMania 10 ladder match with Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Let's go with that one. Chris, thank you for the 99.99, brother. As always, I appreciate you. Appreciate you always stopping by to show your generosity, man. Jack Meehoff with a 199. Vince is trying to imitate the Godfather. Junk man, thank you for the 200 bomb, brother. It's a hell of a lot of money, man. I appreciate you. Joseph with a $6 super chat. Ariel said today Triple H is his booker of the year. Clearly, Ariel does not know Vince is running both shows. Oh, yeah? Where did he say that? Ariel Hawani doesn't know shit, bro. Furious Nation with a 499. What's up, JD? Man, I always love a UK crowd. They never disappoint. Thoughts? Of a WrestleMania in the UK. Yeah, sure. If they can do it, if they want to do it, sure. Captain Solo with a $5 super chat. How would you rate AW Fight Forever on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, I haven't played it enough to, to give it a rating yet, bro. I've only done one stream. What two superstars do you think should be inducted into the next WWE Hall of Fame? Batista. Definitely number one. And maybe demolition? Maybe? Jeremy, 2006, 21 months. Happy Friday, Tribal Chief. Did you notice Lesnar's side plates on the WWE Championship tonight? OTS for life. I don't really put any stock into that. That's just WWE being lazy, and the WWE title doesn't mean anything right now. It's not the title that Roman cares about. He is a universal heavyweight champion, which right now is represented with the new belt that they gave him. The other two belts, they're nothing more than show. Mike NY with a $5 super chat. What's up with my first smoke? Oh, what's up? What's up with uh, New York? First smoke, now it's bugs. UK crowd hype though. Should be fun tomorrow. What bugs, bro? What are we talking about? Bugs? I don't, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of bugs. I don't do bugs. Okay. Reggie Smith with 21 months. Another great show, JD here on OTS. Cheers. Should be a decent show tomorrow. Continue to do what you do best. Always, Reggie. Always. Heisenberg with $6.99. I just got into the stream, but did you notice that Paul Heyman was holding the WWE title of Brock's side plates? Like, what the fuck was that about? Heisenberg, nothing to be concerned with, bro. Nothing to be concerned with at all. Nicholas Romero with four months. What's going on, JD? Hope you're having a blessed day. And hope LA Knight wins tomorrow night and not have Logan Paul pull a David Arquette WCW type of bullshit. I, I don't know, Nicholas. We don't know, man. 
Do not get your hopes up on L.A. Knight. Do not go all in with L.A. Knight, man. Nobody knows. We'll find out all together tomorrow, and then we'll rant about it when the show's over. Furious with a 499. Also crazy how Sheamus debuted in WWE on this day 14 years ago, and how CM Punk cashed in the money in the bank on edge for the World Heavyweight Championship on Raw 15 years ago. Yes, I saw that. Saw that on Twitter. It's a nice little moment for uh, Mr. Phil Brooks there. To be heel becomes a new member. Thank you, brother. What the fuck are you drinking tonight? Omega Kong with 17 months. You cheered me up always, JD. I was in a fucked... I was in a... I was in a fuck the world attitude. Thank you. Love OTS and fuck Vince. I appreciate you, Omega Kong. Listen, man, that was my whole week. Fuck the world. Fuck everybody. I didn't want to be around nobody. Sean Ray J with a $5 super chat. My prediction is either of the women's matches is the upset. I don't know. Is EO an upset? We'll see. I do not think Ronda and Shayna are losing those titles, though. Patrick Palmer with an 11 months. Being here and meeting all the VIPs, you, Jesse, and everyone here means that I'm blessed. Hashtag gratefully blessed. I'm blessed that you're here, Patrick. Thank you so much for 11 months, brother. 199 to be heel. What are they going to do to send Edge off? I Honestly, bro, I have no idea. You would think that he would be at SummerSlam, right? What are they going to do with Edge at SummerSlam? No clue at all. Don Fanucci with $2. Congratulations on all your success, JD. OTS for life. Thank you, Don. Brandon James Shea with a $2 Super Jab. Braves are the best team. Mets suck. Well, the Mets are uh, 18 and a half out of first place, bro. Uh, I don't think the Mets uh, are a, a threat to us anymore. Furious Nation with a 499 out of all the Money in the Banks. Which Money in the Bank match? Spot, WrestleMania, Money in the Bank, and Money in the Bank cash will be your personal favorites. Uh, I can't really pick a match. Furious, but uh, or a spot. I, I mean, I, there's just so many. Probably the edge spot on Jeff Hardy spearing him from the ladder at WrestleMania, and my favorite cash in is Seth Rollins, followed by Edge beating John Cena at New Year's Revolution. That's all I got for you guys, man. That's all I got for you, man. We are about to get the hell out of here, bro. I'm exhausted. I got some shit to do here in the office before I hit bed. But I appreciate you guys for hanging out with me tonight, man. You guys are great. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Manscaped.com, code script 20. You guys know it. Go check them out. And tomorrow afternoon, we'll be live from Money in the Bank. Right here on Off the Script. Guys, enjoy your Saturdays. Money in the Bank tomorrow afternoon. We'll be tweeting and we'll be live right here on Off the Script, guys. Until then, have a great night. And I'll see you right back here for the post show after Money in the Bank on Off the Script. We'll see you guys later. Uh-huh.